calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Battleground Productions presents Brass, the audio serial, episode four, official and unofficial meetings. The year is 1885, but not one that would be familiar to you, for this is a 19th century that differs in many ways from the one in our history books. The streets of London are filled not only with horses and hackneys, but with steam cars and mechanical carriages, one of which has just deposited Lord and Lady Brass and the children Gwendolyn and Cyril in front of the offices of Scotland Yard. Lord Brass leads his family up the steps and into the lobby of the building and approaches the officer on duty. The Brass family to see the Chief Inspector. Of course, sir. He's expecting you. Would you mind taking a seat? He'll be available presently. Very good. Take a seat, children. I'd rather stand if you don't mind, Father. She's so fastidious. She isn't. This room is positively dingy. I don't particularly like Scotland Yard. I thought they were planning on moving. That's still on the books, I believe. The new location will be a vast improvement. I understand it will even have its own forensics lab. Is that so? Must be at the request... Husband? Certain consulting detectives. Speaking of which, look who I see down that corridor. Isn't that Ponder right? Who? The mechanical detective. He looks only half mechanical. I suppose Gwendolyn hates him too. Not at all. The family brass. My favorite people on earth. Lady Brass. Honda. Gwendolyn, you grow more exquisite every time I lay my one discerning eye on you. Mr. Wright. I do hope we'll be seeing you on the stage again this season. I hope so, but I have no idea what the state of the current season might be. Oh, much as it ever is. Light comedy and bombastic melodrama. Then there's a current fashion for historical romance that you would be ideally suited for. Uh, oh, yes? I know that several of my theatrical producer friends will be gratified to hear of your return. We must chat. We must. Good to see you, Ponda. This is my son, Cyril. What a fine-looking lad. Cyril, you must tell me where you purchased that cravat. I wish I had half your boldness of sartorial sense. Why, thank you, Mr. Wright. Uh, Moss Brothers, if you must know. Good old Moss Brothers. I'll drop in and take a look at their showroom. For a man to be a gentleman, he must take time for a good cravat. And Cyril, it's Ponder, please. What brings you to the station, Ponder? Oh, strictly business. And how goes business? It's a buyer's market, I'm afraid. 
the police have so many consulting detectives at their disposal that they only pull us in when the case suits our specialized talents. I have a small matter involving the misappropriation of several cases of clacker cards, but it's a daily effort to put bread on the table and oil in the can. But enough of me. What's the reason for your visit? The chief inspector wants to talk about us lending the greater metropolitan a hand in few matters. Alas, when the brass family return, I shan't be seeing any work at all. Nonsense, Ponder. You're a first-class detective, and I have no doubt your services will always be in demand. Since accusing a title pair of flattery is bad manners, I'll simply accept your compliment. Well, I'm due for a parts maintenance back at my flat, so mustache. Lovely meeting you, Cyril, and seeing the rest of you again. Lord Brass, it's scarcely fair that one man is both husband and father to two of the most beautiful women in the Empire. But I simply can't bring myself to envy your good fortune. The inspector will see you now. Farewell, Ponder. Yes, goodbye. Ponder's a good enough chap, but he does lay it on with a trowel. At least he lays it well. I wonder what he looked like before his accident. Good looking, but not half as intriguing as he looks now. The surgeons did an astonishing job on him. The design work on his faceplate is exquisite. In here, if you please. Ah, come in, come in. Commissioner? Thank you for agreeing to see me, Lord Brass, and for bringing your family. Not at all, Commissioner. I was going to visit you in any case. I hear tell of plans for a dedicated forensics laboratory. Still in its infancy, Lady Brass, but thanks to the inspiration of you and certain other detectives... Yes, we need not talk about him to the matter at hand. Family Brass, we are in a suffocating fog. We are. It seems to me that the London air this season is particularly clear. It is a fog of crime. No worse, a veritable epidemic. Robbery, assault, prostitution, murder. Choose a single metaphor, Commissioner. Forgive me. As you might imagine, I'm at the end of my rope. Or wits. But if you'll allow me one more, it is as if the criminal class of our city have had some sort of radical evolution, leaping from confused apes to villainous geniuses in a matter of months. Past what your forces can investigate, thwart, and prosecute? Indeed. Then it is not simply that there is more visible crime. Time and again we have faced malefactions committed with such ingenuity that the miscreants not only escape, oftentimes we have no idea how they accomplished the crime in the first place. Uh, such as? Jewels stolen from impregnable safes. Entire shipments of valuable goods vanishing. Commissioner, there must be a gang or syndicate behind such activity. There are several, some of which are led by figures not unknown to you. The Mudlark, Vincent Law, the Graveyard King. We had believed the Graveyard King finally consigned to his own coffin. As had we, but he is active again, along with nearly a dozen villainous chieftains, yet... Where before we had the small comfort that these gangs warred with each other, now they seem to operate as if orchestrated. And we believe it is one man who is holding the baton. Who? 
Would that we knew, but his identity has remained completely unknown to us. Some journalistic wags have dubbed him the crime minister. I'll admit that in terms of influence and efficiency, the moniker fits. How do you know it is a he? His gender is one of the only things we do know, Lady Brass, and learning this cost the lives of several of our police officers. We had hoped for a brief respite after our most recent diplomatic foray. And the ambush that awaited our arrival. It was an outrage! These criminals act with impunity, and the best we can do is show up in their wake. Though all may seem bright and cheerful out there, this city is tottering on the verge of anarchy. Londoners now live under a virtual curfew behind locked doors, and nowhere and no one is safe. What else do you know of this Prime Minister? Nothing past the effects of his genius for both strategy and organization. If we had some idea of who he is, at least we would be able to monitor his activities, even if we can't catch him in the midst of the crime himself. In which case, our strategy is obvious. It is? Of, of course. course! We each either infiltrate... Or intimidate... ...a different criminal gang, then ascend the ranks until we find ourselves face to face with the mastermind. But I've attempted this with my officers. In all due respect to your fine men in blue, Commissioner, but we're experts at this sort of thing. You remember that jolly trip to Khartoum? Do I? Can I design the costumes, Father? I don't want you using this as just another excuse for a shopping spree, Gwendolyn. Oh, let the girl have her fun. Assuming, of course, that Her Majesty is providing the standard line of credit? I'm sure something could be arranged. I want to design my own costumes, thank you very much. You always make me wear something that I would never choose for myself. That's the whole point of a disguise, Cyril. But really, Lord Brass, I can't see how any of you can go undercover... Certain royal personages accepted. You're practically the most famous family in the country. We have been away for over two years, you know. I'm a good three inches taller. If we can infiltrate the Congo slave trade, we can surely infiltrate our own city, Commissioner. She's right. Besides, the memory of the public is more fickle than you might imagine. We made our trip to see you today entirely unrecognized by any of the good citizens of London. Except the cabbie. That's only because Gwendolyn was flirting with him. I was not. He was flirting with me. In any case, say that we have it posted that our family has left for a holiday for the continent. Do you have any friends in the press? Of course. Then we can arrange for the service to have sightings of our family near Baden-Baden or some such place. I miss Baden-Baden. In the meantime, we shall go undercover, infiltrating several of the gangs at the same time. What is the current roster of crime bosses? Well, there's this Kensington Gore fellow. <gasps> the scourge of the stage! Oh, dibs! Nonsense, Gwendolen. You can't go undercover in the theatrical profession. Why ever not? Conflict of interest, my dear. The last thing you want is to make theatrical producers nervous. Cyril can handle this. But I don't know any actors or playwrights or that sort of thing. You know who does? Ponder. And he's looking for work, he said so. He does seem a rum sort of fellow. I still don't see why I can't. I'm a mistress of disguise, after all. Who else, Commissioner? Well, there's that fellow who runs all of the illegal gambling dens, Vincent Law. Dibs. 
For real this time. I know all about gambling and I think it's loathsome and deplorable. Fine, fine. And as for me and Madeline? Husband, I want another crack at the Graveyard King. Very well. We have our assignment. Now, Commissioner, the next step is to interrogate the men who ambushed us at the morning dock yesterday. Oh, I don't think you'll get anything out of them. Why not? Whatever you can threaten them with, I, I guarantee they're more afraid of what will happen to them if they peach on their bosses. I've had my toughest men work some of them over, and they've given Nary a peep. Oh, Commissioner, we have no interest in threatening them unless in administering a beating. No? Absolutely not. Madeline is a master of the subtle art of interrogation. I've heard of such things. Mysteries of the Orient, eh? Mesmerism, water torture. Nonsense. The only way of getting an honest answer out of a prisoner is by gaining his trust, not turning him into a cowering victim who'll say anything whether or not it's true. Believe me, Commissioner, I have ways of ferreting out information that are much more effective. Then I will make them available for you. When would you like to see them? As soon as possible. Preferably before any more of your officers decide to soften them up for me. What is that? Ah, the latest in communication technology. Pneumatic tubes. They run over most of London these days. Simply write your note, address it, send it out to the central sorting office, and it's on its way to its destination in a matter of an hour or so. Ingenious. There'd been talk about this before we left. Yes, astounding what they've been able to do in just two short... Good Lord! What is it? It's a note from the old Bailey. Where the prisoners are being kept? Yes, or were. Were, you say? Apparently someone got access to the kitchens in the prison. Every single man we captured from yesterday's action received a fatal dose of arsenic in his morning porridge. Late that night, Gwendolyn Brass is asleep in her bedroom at the Mayfair home of the Brass family when she is awakened by a sound outside her window. Noiselessly, she rolls off the bed, grabbing a revolver from the bedside table as she lands on its other side. Her window latch is carefully slid back, but as she prepares to fire, she recognises from the moonlight the face of... Lord Whitestone! Gwendolyn Brass! Whatever are you doing here? Your mother said I could drop by. And you thought she meant it proper for you to do so at one in the morning via my third-story window? I wanted to see you. Come with me. I doubt that I can get down through the house without waking Mother. I swear she sleeps with one eye and both ears open. Well then, out the window. Do you consider flight amongst your accomplishments, Lord Whitestone? Ha <laughs> ha, I do not. But let me take hold of you thusly. Oh! I am very good at swinging from trees. As Gwendolyn and the dashing Lord Whitestone begin their arboreal journey beneath the September moonlight, where is he taking her? And what are his intentions? And what are the next step in the investigations of Lord and Lady Brass? Find out the answers to these and many of your other questions when we return next week to the story of the first family of the realm, Brass. Brass is manufactured by Battleground Productions. For credits and more information on our show, go to battlegroundproductions.org and find us on Facebook.